I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Today is Thursday, October 3, 2019. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. We have stuff. We have a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff happened today. A lot of stuff's going to happen going forward. I also have a lot of stuff to discuss. There's a lot of notes. I don't know if I'll get through all of them, but I certainly want to get through the important points. Let's start right at the starting point. What's the first thing that jumps off the page when this chart comes up? It's today's low. Well, it also jumps off the page because we put the 285 on the page last night. Now, I have to admit something. First, we were talking about looking for a low within a couple of days. So a couple of things on that note. I really thought it was going to come in on Friday, but I knew we were getting close to a low. When I put up the 285 on the board, I kind of made it sound like we're just picking a number out of the blue. I did that on purpose mainly because of the guys that steal stuff, but I did something else that many traders picked up on. 285 was put in green. When I put it in green, I got several emails last night and into this morning asking if that was the number. Some of you may have taken it as the number anyway. Some of you may not have realized because I said, we'll just put this here, and then others dug in a little bit and said, hey, why did he put that in green? It must be meaningful. Let me go double check. The other side of that is we know for Inside the Numbers members that we were going to be able to identify a low when and if a low was being put in in near real time. And by the way, we'll get back to the guys that steal stuff in a minute. Here's a snapshot from Inside the Numbers. We're looking at 10.30 this morning. That's Eastern Standard Time. That could be our mid-morning pivot and low for a few days. It's too early to tell right now. Mind you, this was at 10.30. But it's a good start nonetheless. And then we go on to talk about some other stuff. About stocks on the move. We had three stocks hit their price targets today. We don't care if the market's going up, if the market's going down. When they hit their numbers, they hit their numbers. You turn off the TV and you do what you're supposed to do. That's the way it works. They're not all going to work out, but we already know that in advance. But here, a lot of them work out. I show it to you over and over and over again. Some are better than others, but that's the nature of the beast. Here's an intraday 15-minute chart. Let's go over to 10.30 in the morning. So here's 10.30. I'm already putting down on the webpage that could be the low. So I'm already looking at it as if we hit the low. I'm looking at other charts. I see what's going on. I'm expecting a low. We hit 285. How many times do you have to get slapped in the face to wake up and smell the rip-your-face-off rally coming? Now, we didn't really get a rip-your-face-off rally, which we'll discuss in a moment. We're going to go back to the daily chart, and we're going to give the layout of what the expectations are going forward. Before we do that, let's run through a couple of other charts, because it's only fair we have to give inside the numbers its due. That's the trade-off. I give you what you want, and you have to give me a little of what I want. First one that came into its price target today was Constellation Brands STZ. You can see what happened. We had two 
pretty close together. They were two bucks apart, two and a half bucks apart, but it's $195 stock, so it's not that far apart. This was the zone. We got a bounce off that zone. It just wasn't tremendous off that zone. But nevertheless, that goes to show you the importance of the numbers. The numbers work over and over and over again. That's the point. You never know exactly which ones are going to give you the rip-your-face-off rally if and when, and we do a lot, catch the low of the day. How about DAL, Delta Airlines, 5247 was the target. Came into the target, went through by a little bit, not much. Came back also by not that much, but by the end of the day, you were up almost a dollar. On a day trade, who doesn't want to take that? How about Tesla? We're not going to call this a home run by any means, but it's a double for sure. On the board before the opening bell, two and a quarter, oh one. What's the low of the day? Low of the day is 224.28. On a 220 some odd dollar stock, missing the low of the day by less than a dollar, that's pretty good. Like I said before, we don't catch all the lows of all the days, but we catch the low of the day a lot of the time. I said we were going back to the S&P. Here we are back at the S&P. We're going to discuss the schematic over the next few days at least. Before we do that, I want to make mention of one other thing. I also mentioned before that we were going to get back to the guys that steal stuff. I hate to do this. I hate to have to talk about this. It's actually silly. It's redonkulous. But somebody sent me an email this morning showing me that somebody posted my morning notes from inside the numbers in a chat room. I mean, here's where you go. You've got to be kidding me. That's not the same as some other stuff. Case in point, yesterday, I get a marketing email from somebody else out there that does something similar to me. I'm on the lists. The entire email was about the 80-20 rule. I mean, you've got to be shitting me already. Come up with your own stuff. It's not that hard. I'm not saying I have a patent on 80-20 rule or anything like that. I didn't make it up, but it's too obvious. That I just chuckle at. That I feel sad for the person that has to copy me and can't come up with their own stuff. The other stuff, when you're stealing numbers and you're stealing stuff and you're posting it in a chat room, that's different. I'm looking for you. I'm going to obviously cancel your account. In fact, I'll stop the whole freaking service if that continues. Remember... I don't need to do this. I want to do this. So the next time I hear something like that, that will be the last day. All right, let's get back to the market. How good is this low? How good is the 285 low? It's good for now, but I don't think it's good for long. So let's discuss where we may go from here. And this won't take long because there's two obvious areas. There's stuff in between. That'll be reserved for intraday stuff tomorrow and next week. But in the meantime, the two obvious areas are the top of this breakdown candle, which is also a gap window. So the high here is 291.51. We know that's going to be important. And by the way, we don't even need this stuff anymore. Everything starts over. We reset the clock from this point going forward. We're going to leave the 285 on the screen because it's so pretty. The second obvious area up above would be filling the gap. The filling of the gap happens to be 293.24. So somewhere in that neighborhood, we're going to see overhead resistance. There's no way around that. The question is, do we even get up there or how high do we go in this rally off the 285 
price level. The other question is, was that a low period full stop? And do we continue to grind higher? And do we make an attempt at recovering and then making new highs? Now, you can get that out of your head until and unless the SPY closes up above, not just once, but multiple days up above 298.50. Until and unless that happens, we have another leg down coming. It's coming to a chart near you. Under normal garden variety market conditions, the 285 would hold for a few days. We don't know whether it's five or six days or one or two, but in general, it should hold for a few days, meaning it should hold into next week. What if it doesn't? What's the other side of that? You get below today's low and you close even an hour below today's low, you close daily for sure below today's low, and you can take another leg down in the market at Mach 3. Now, how do we apply what I just said? In the short run, meaning tomorrow, Monday, even stretched out to Tuesday, a close below today's low, we're in that window where watch out below if we close below that number sooner than later. Now, it's my contention we're going down anyway. I think it would be an accelerated move the sooner if we closed below 285, meaning like tomorrow for argument's sake. In last night's video, I think we also discussed what about that 200 period moving average? Do they spike through? Do they come up short? Or do they hit it on the nose? They picked come up short. How did I know they were going to pick come up short? Right from the course, lazy e-mini trader, I used something else to give me the clue they were likely to come up short when you put it together with all the other things that we were discussing. We should also note that we have the phony jobs number on the docket tomorrow morning, tomorrow being Friday morning. That can certainly be a market sparker. Before we move on to some other charts, I want to point out one other thing. I took the number off the chart. Remember the secondary support level where both were blown through yesterday, but the secondary support, I think it was at 289.52, if I'm not mistaken. One thing that was really, really interesting, it can even begin to get spooky after a while, is A, where that number came from was one thing. And here's the number again. I put it back up on the chart, 289.52. You can see where somewhere in there, the market thought that was important. Not all that much, not maybe as important as some other numbers, but it was important nonetheless. It was important for a while yesterday, and it was important a number of times today. You can see, even at the last candle of the day, the last 15 minutes of the day, even the last half an hour of the day, the market was sitting on there, dipped below, but closed above. Somewhere in that neighborhood is an important number. Well, let me tell you what that coincides with. How about ES2900? Maybe it's a point higher. Maybe it's a fraction in between. But nevertheless, you can see the importance of how these numbers get married together and how it comes out of nowhere. I calculated the 289.52 on the spider chart using a certain strategy that's taught in the course. That strategy has nothing to do with a big fat round number like 2900 in a totally different vehicle. Yet somehow it's mysterious that 2900 coincides with a number that comes out of one of the lessons right out of the course. How do you figure out a specific target? Well, this was it. Not all targets work all the time. You can see the number was important. You can see that it worked for a period of time. Today's number was more important. 
That's a different story. Today's number was more based on time, meaning less on the number, more on time, meaning we were getting closer to looking for a low. I was going to say that today. I thought this all, exactly what happened today, was going to happen on Friday, but we were close nonetheless, and then inside the numbers, members had it in near real time. The IWM, we started sniffing out some clues yesterday in the IWM. We talked about the tail candle. We made a lower low today, but look at that reversal. That's a reversal. That's what they look like. In case you were wondering, take a snapshot. That's a reversal. Now, it doesn't have to hold for six months. It can hold for two days. Technically speaking, that's a reversal. Here's a 120-minute chart. When you start seeing tail candles like that, and you start seeing pseudo-doji candles like that, What is that generally telling you? It's telling you the stuff that I told you it was telling you in the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader. It works most of the time. We don't really need to spend much more time on the individual indices like we discussed before. If they're all going to get a lift because they're all getting a rally, a relief rally from an oversold, and I hate that term, oversold condition in the market then everything's going to trade together. Not necessarily to the same magnitude, but in large part, they're going to trade together. A bottom in the transports, a tail candle. Now, let's go back to something we were discussing yesterday, which is, is this triple bottom going to hold? Just because it held today doesn't mean it's going to hold. One day doesn't equal a hold. Maybe it's an overnight hold, but it doesn't necessarily constitute the triple bottom held. Anything different in the story over at the queues? No, we broke below that trend line, which we'll keep on the chart because they can certainly rally back to test the underside of that trend line. Let's draw a couple of things out. This applies to any chart that we're looking at. They all look very similar. So we could do this and they can work their way back up to test or at least make an attempt to test the underside of the trend line and then fall away. If they close back above the trend line, that's bullish. We need to know that. Again, we're the umpire, or at least I'm the umpire, calling balls and strikes. I'm telling you, if this, then this. They could also simply do this. They could do another day like today. They could do another day like today. They could do another day like today. And then all of a sudden, they can have another leg down like yesterday. Of course, that's possible. One day at a time, one step at a time, one candlestick at a time. XLF, everything looks like a carbon copy of one another. Tail candle, in this particular case... They played defense around the 200-period moving average. That's fair. Again, normal garden variety market behavior doesn't change the big picture at all. All this stuff goes in the camp of nothing goes in a straight line. When you have big rallies in the market, you have pullbacks along the way. When you have big corrections in the market, you have rip-your-face-off rallies in the middle of them. Today wasn't a rip-your-face-off rally, but we're going to have them. We've had them before. We're going to have them again. You all know what they look like. Some of you know what they feel like. Most of you know what they feel like from both sides of the tape. I do. I'm raising my hand. I know what both sides feel like. If you don't, you just showed up yesterday. The SMH, proxy to the Philadelphia Semiconductor Index. Look here. This is bullish. We talked about this yesterday. They can't give up, or at least yet won't give up, the 50-day moving average. This average is far ahead of other averages. It was up 1.54% today. The, by comparison, S&P 500 was up 
eight tenths of one percent. We talked about this yesterday. This was a leading indicator. It's a canary in the coal mine. Here's an example. Wasn't NVIDIA part of the index? Of course it is. Up almost 5%. Eight bucks. You get more juice out of the stocks within the index. The stocks are higher risk. The index is lower risk. The stocks provide higher returns as a result of taking on more risk. The index provides lower returns as a result of buffering some of the risk. That's the way it works. And with that, folks, it's everything I wanted to and intended to discuss tonight, so I am going to give it a wrap here. I do, however, first want to recognize that I appreciate each and every one of you, minus the people that steal stuff. It's the 80-20 rule, only in this case, I think it's more like the 99-1 rule. 99% of you are good people and you're trying to learn. I appreciate each and every one of you. The 1% we can do without. Therefore... I thank you all for tuning in. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. My strategic forecast is hosted by David Frost. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app, and please visit MyStrategicForecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is Common Sense Market Analysis.